Alright everyone, hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on. Designed to get you all geeked up about the sport triathlon, whether you're an Ironman veteran or just thinking about your first sprint triathlon. That's right, so if you're willing to sacrifice for something that's greater than you, you've come to the right place. I am the Iron Kahuna, podcasting from the OC, Orange County, California, in the Tri Geek Dreams Labs. And this is Iron Will coming to you from just outside the Windy City from the Three to Wall World Headquarters. Okay, I think we're really doing this. This is our. Um, <laughs> this is like our 10th attempt. <laughs> I, I think this is close to our 10th attempt. We've gone to very primitive technology. You can probably hear that the sound quality is not that great. Next podcast, we believe, will be um, pristine. In fact, a huge leap in technology. But, oh, uh, yeah. It will be worth the wait. But for our 40th, uh, birth, birth, or 40th uh, yeah. podcast, yeah. we... Um, Birthday, yeah, that works. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to go back to old, <laughs> old school. So yeah, it's a it's a uh, retro. There you go. Retro podcast. Retro. Well, podcast. I know you got really big news, but let me tell you my big news. Okay, go for it. I'm uh, I signed up for Coeur d'Alene 2008 <laughs> Ironman. Nice. So um, I've I think I've got a community slot. I'm still waiting to hear. Um, you send in um, uh, send in your money, and then you wait for them to tell you um, whether you're in and then um, apparently it's kind of cool when you have a community slot which is actually you're, you're giving money to charity um, you get uh, I think $250 worth of um, swag and you get some sort of um, premier position on the transition area next to the pros very nice so you get something for um, an extra $515 and <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can write it off so um, Greyhound um Fabulous Greyhound kind of talked me into it, but there's a whole bunch of um, tri-bloggers going up there, so it should be a nice little uh, Yeah, you're going to have quite the party. I think reunion. there's like 20 people or something going up there. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun, and um, Idaho's close by, so I figured, or not close by, but it's you know, maybe a two-day two drive away, so I won't take a plane. Um, and I needed that Ironman fever because I, I fell into a large funk after Ironman Florida, um, and this was going to be the season of fun in 2007, but it's not, I mean, part of the fun is having a challenge, yeah. and, um, and for me, I just didn't have that challenge, and it was, um, I was slacking off, and uh, just, just not having, I don't know, just not feeling really, you know, motivated to get up early and work out, or work out for a long time, and, and um, God, once I decided to do the Ironman, there's, that's, a, that's a great way to motivate yeah, you definitely need something to. I think I think everybody kind of just needs that, you know, goal to look forward to. Or I don't know, maybe it's just us. <laughs> I get the same way though. I'm already starting to think about next year's stuff, and I saw two months till Ironman this year. So yeah. yeah, and I don't think it matters. I mean, it, for me, it was it was you know early. I know we have a lot of sort of new um, triathletes listening, but for me, I mean, that first sprint was just like for me that was even uh, tougher than mentally than the um, the Ironman um, mm-hmm. in many ways and then you know moving up to uh, Olympic distance and half Ironman then Ironman and, and uh, I'm not you know the problem is I'm never going to be a, a speedster so um, it, it, that Ironman distance or something so alluring and 
and um, sexy and mm-hmm. um, and the time I spent in the week I spent in Florida was just one of the greatest weeks of my life. It was just so so fun, but it's because the stakes are high and you know the the sacrifice was was uh, great and so anyway that's that's my news. Well, that's very, very cool. So we're going to have you to watch all next year then. Yeah, this right. will be, it'll be all about me, which I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> so it should be. <laughs> no, okay, now, now tell me about you. You had a uh, a, uh, a nice weekend away with, with um, a bunch of uh, people, right? Oh, my gosh. We had, like, a killer turnout. I could not... Well, tell, tell people what it is and what it stands for and what's the... Uh, Okay. Well, this is the second year for the apparently now annual uh, Wisconsin Ironman Brick Adventure, WEBA. And um, the story behind all that is a uh, training partner and I, a long time ago, were training for uh, Steelhead. And we're both scared out of our wits about the course and didn't think we could cover the distance. And so one day we decided, you know what, we're just going to jump in Lake Michigan and swim the swim. And then we're going to get on the bike and ride the ride and run as much of the run as we can. And so we did that a few times, and those were called the the SEBAs, Steelhead Epic Brinica Adventures. And uh, so pretty soon, um, Shelly, Kona Shelly came down, and she joined us for one, and it was just, like, awesome. And uh, last year, we had the first WEBA, Wisconsin Ironman Brick Adventure, and wound up with, like, 13, 15 people who came out and actually podcasted from the road for the old schoolers who remember that. And uh, so this year, we set it all up again and had... (laughs) had 70 riders out there. So it was like... 7-0. 7-0. 7-0. It was nuts. So, um, yeah, it was definitely, you know, hit the ground running and fly by the seat of my pants here the whole time trying to keep it together. But I had so much help. Robbie B. from Madison and um, Simply Stew, of course, um, another old schooler. Uh, well, actually, Robbie B. is old schooler, too, so they helped me out immensely. So And the... Um the weather was the nice Midwest weather where we're, I've heard so much about, correct? Oh, yeah. It was like 90-something, mid-90s. People were saying um, that it was very, very much like that super hot year. I think it was 2005 for Ironman. It was like 97 degrees and just stupid humidity. And So thank God for uh, Scott from BMC because he drove the sag wagon um, to Fireman's Park and was an awesome oasis water stop, moral support kind of place for everybody. So Hammer Nutrition stocked everybody with um, tons of fuel. So very, very cool weekend. Excellent. And tell tell me some of the uh, people we might know there. I know um, Taconite Boy was there. Yep, he was there. Um, Boy, who else was there? Um... Gosh, now that you put me on the spot. Simply <laughs> well, Stew. Simply Stew was there. Um, Chris Sweet brought up a huge crew from Bloomington. Um, uh, uh, Waltzka was there. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay, well, run, is, run, 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 Bubble Run was there. Um, this isn't a test. There. You don't have to. Uh, I know. I'm, like, totally on the spot. I'm trying to remember. There's so many people. Uh, of course, um, Steven Espito and uh, SLS, his wife, were there. Farmy. Man, those guys. Uh <laughs> So yeah, very decent turnout. <laughs> now someone, someone, I don't know if you saw this woman, but but someone said that there was a uh, a, a uh, attractive uh, female that was on the run, and how she cooled off was she took a cold bottle of water and poured it almost in slow motion all on her um, running bra. Did you happen to see that? What? 
What? No, I uh, did not see that. That was the talk. At least the guys, that was the talk. <laughs> um, and uh, how about Boulder was there? Yes, definitely. Boulder was there. Michelle, of course. Uh, Real Girl was there. Uh, gosh, I don't know. I'm going to have to forward you a lift. There are so many people. <laughs> all right, all right. And you guys, uh, you guys had a good, do you, do you, did you swim at all? Yeah, definitely. Did a, um, open water, a couple open water swims. And, um, What's the water temperature? Uh, I think they said it was 80. No, it couldn't have been 80. I don't remember. It was warm. A lot of people didn't wear a wetsuit. Uh-huh. So, um, I almost killed one of the skier boater guys out there. Oh, don't even, I, I can't even go there. <laughs> They're always uh, thoughtful. Oh, man. So on Saturday you did a bike ride and did people run off the bike for a brick? Yeah. yeah a lot of, well, the, see, Saturday was like the epic day. We had the big open water swim in the morning, and then we had like the three different bike groups who were going on different um, loops, and then right. um, their runoff was after that for like 45 minutes, oh. and then dinner, and uh, yeah, so it was uh, definitely quite the adventure. And then we had a two-hour run the next day, so. How many? Two-hour run on Sunday uh, morning, baby. <laughs> and um, how long do you how long till your um, Ironman? Uh, right now? Yeah. Oh boy, I think we're fifty. What six days out? Wow, under two months. And how are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling okay. I have. Uh, what had, is that? Okay, okay. I, no, I'm feeling good. Um, it's uh, I, I'll find out more this weekend about how it goes. Um, because uh, uh, Racine. But, um, yeah, so far, I mean, I'm calm. This time last year, I was totally freaking out, so I guess that's a good sign. (laughs) So I had a lot of uh, mental things that got worked out, I think, this year that that were kind of in my way. So feeling good. Okay. Um, Well, tell me, um, did you get some audio from your weekend? I did. Um, Not very much, though. Not like last year when we we recorded, like, the whole thing just because there was so much to keep track of. Um, But I was able to get um, an interview with Scott from BMC. Uh, He, from the bike clinic, he gave a rundown of uh, pre-race things to make sure of with your bike. And uh, top ten list is pretty funny stuff. So I think we're going to listen to this later. Okay. Are you going to listen to it now? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm thrilled it. All right, we are sitting here in Endurance House in Wisconsin. Just finished up Weeba Weekend. And I'm here with Scott from BMC, who just ran through a very awesome bike maintenance clinic. And uh, so we are going to talk about the top ten things you need to make sure you do before a race to make sure your bike is ready and all set. So, um, Scott, you want to walk us through? Wow, so I have to do all ten? <laughs> you can go. Right. Do as many as you want. Good thing I have ten fingers, so I'll try to keep track. Um, <laughs> I think first and foremost, you want to make sure that your wheels are in good condition. So take them to a bike shop, get them trued, get the spokes retentioned to make sure that the wheels are are perfect and pristine. So that's one. Number two, um, I, I think you also want to check the condition of your tires. So wipe the tires down, get them clean and pretty looking, uh, and inspect them. Make sure you don't have any crap in the tire that's going to give you a flat, because that would be bad, <laughs> essentially. So make sure that they're they're free from cuts, they're in good shape, because uh, your tires are, are going to be absolutely critical to your ultimate performance. Um, 
number three is, is making sure that you're running a, a, a tire pressure that's appropriate for the course. Um, you know, if you don't know anything about the train you're going to be riding, don't know anything about the course, find a bike shop in the area, give them a call, ask for their recommendations. Or better yet, stop by and uh, buy a water bottle or a t-shirt from, from the shop, support your local bike shop, and uh, then they'll be more than happy to, to drop some knowledge on you, give you the skinny on the local conditions and, and what you can expect, and, and even make recommendations for, for tire pressure and, and things like that. Um, number four is uh, don't do any adjustments to your bike on race day. Make sure that it's all good to go beforehand. You know, every triathlete knows that you don't change your nutrition on race day, but the the other really key part of that equation is you don't want to change your position on race day either. So make sure that you've got your, your position and your adjustments on your bike all dialed before you wheel it into the transition zone. Um, number five, <laughs> clean your drivetrain. If your drivetrain is dirty, it's going to be slower. So you'll go faster with a clean and pretty chain. So that's, that's number five. Uh, number six, I would say, is, um, you know, you gotta you gotta check and make sure that your quick releases are properly tightened. So you don't want to get back to the bike rack and find that you forgot to tighten the front quick release after you pulled the bike off of your rack to off the car when you show up. So make sure that your quick releases are all properly tightened. Um, that was six. That was six. You're on a roll. Holy Go. cow! I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> Number seven, I think you, you really want to uh, inspect the drivetrain. Make sure that your drivetrain's in good working order. Um, make sure that your cassette isn't worn, your chain rings aren't worn, and your chain isn't worn. So you want to make sure that everything's really in good working order because, you know, every the whole time you're moving, your drivetrain's moving. So if it's moving well and operating well, you're going to go faster. Um, number eight... Cables and housing. You want to make sure that your cables are in good condition, well lubricated, your housing is uh, free from kinks and things like that. So all your cables are moving really smoothly and accurately, and it'll it'll shift when when you need it to shift and break when you need it to break. And speaking of brakes, uh, number nine, you want to make sure that your braking service is clean. So particularly if you're lubing your chain right before the race, you want to make sure that any lube that could have gotten onto your wheel and onto the braking surface has been wiped off. So wipe down and clean the braking surface on your tires as well. Um, and number 10 tip for going fast, race prep, getting your bike ready to go, is make sure that it's clean. You want your bike to be clean and beautiful when it shows up so that everybody who looks at your bike in the transition zone is like, wow, that person must be wicked fast. Look at how clean that bike is. Especially if they're on a BMC. Especially if they're on a BMC. So using any of the commercially available degreasers just to clean down your bike, um, sports drink res residue, 
window cleaner works really well well to get that stuff off. That gets really goopy and can be hard to get off, but a little bit of window cleaner will take it right off. And then um, use some polish. Polish on your bike. Furniture polish works really well because it's available everywhere. It's easy to use, and it will give a nice shine to your bike and also give it a little bit of a protective coat. Um, the other nice thing is that uh, furniture polish is designed to repel dust, so it gives you a, you know, a, a little bit of a dust repelling advantage as well. And then your bike's going to be really slippery and smooth through the air and really fast, and it's going to look good, and uh, you're going to feel good about it. And you're going to be spending some time on your bike during the race, so you might as well feel, feel good about it and look good. Awesome. So there you have it. You have the top 10 beautifully detailed things to make sure you are all set and ready to race fast uh, from the Endurance House here in Wisconsin with Scott from BMC. And uh, we will check back in pretty soon. All right. Thank you, Scott. No problem. Thank you. Okay, well, those are awesome tips. Yeah, isn't he funny? He's a hilarious guy. <laughs> yeah. And how is, how's your bike treating you? I love my bike. Oh, my gosh. It's, uh, it, it's how many times just, did you fall? You know what? I only fell, what did I fall, like once, but it wasn't. I know I fell twice, actually. I fell once, <laughs> but it was totally my fault. Um, it was totally my fault because uh, I was clipped in and um, wasn't paying attention and uh, stopped and didn't unclip in time, so it fell, like, completely over. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the second time I fell, it was in a similar situation, but it, it, this is another kind of long story, but uh, it was, like, immediately post-meltdown. Right. And uh, so apparently my, my bike wanted me to stay there for a minute longer. It had a few things to tell me. So, <laughs> so you, to- you topple just, just, just like... <laughs> Uh, just, just kind of fall over, huh? You know, it, it's just as surprising to me as it is for you. Well, at least you're getting used to it. Yeah, I'm starting to be, be quite the, the pro here at this now. But, uh, yeah, it's it just, I, we had a joke when everybody saw it. They were just like, what did you do? Like, you know, it just wouldn't be Weba if I didn't bleed and crash and that kind of thing. So right. Unless I leave with a scab, it's not, it's not a Weba, so. Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> my knee though this time more quite a bit more socially acceptable than the top of the shoulder like last year hey, you know what we um, should listen to now is we have uh, Tri Boomers uh, right here right now report oh awesome we totally have to listen to that okay so let's, let's uh, tune him in welcome to the Get Your Geek On right here right now report I'm Tri Boomer, broadcasting from a special place that is the northeast shore of the island of Maui in Hawaii. Right now I'm standing on the black lava shores as the ocean comes crashing onto the shore and spraying me with ocean water. Absolutely beautiful place. In today's episode, we will talk about the latest in ITU racing results. I will also review an upcoming 10K race for charity. So... Let's get on with the report. Hamish Carter, the gold winner in the 2004 Athens Olympics, has announced his retirement. The 35-year-old ends a remarkable career spanning 14 years 
winning 12 World Cup races, a bronze medal in the 2002 Commonwealth Games, three World Championship gold medals, two silver, and one bronze medal, making him arguably one of the best triathletes in the world for over a decade. And he has announced his retirement. After a triathlon, he plans on entering the corporate world in a new venture of online accounting systems. While we're talking about world rankings, let's take a look at what is happening in the ITU. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar, ITU stands for the International Triathlon Union. And it is based out of Vancouver, Canada. And it is the worldwide governing body of the World Championship Series or the World Cup Series of races. And they issue and rank athletes uh, by their performances in these races. Also, the ITU has been chosen by, by the World Olympic Committee as the governing body as to how teams are formed and selected for the 2008 Olympics in Beijing, China. So, the current rankings are, for the men, in first place is Javier Gomez, Spain. Second place is Bevan Doherty of New Zealand. Third place is Simon Whitfield of Canada. Fourth place is Chris Ginell of New Zealand. And fifth place is it is Philippe Osplay of the Czech Republic. On the women's side, number one ranked triathlete in the world is Vanessa Fernandez of Portugal. Second is Annabelle Luxford of Australia. Third is Sarah Haskins of the United States of America. Fourth is Aaron Densham of Australia. And fifth is Elizabeth May of Luxembourg. Uh, as uh, I produce more reports, I will keep you all up to date on the, the rankings. As you may well know, triathlon has had a big influence on sporting goods manufacturers. As the sport has grown, so has the number of triathlon-specific designs. Now we have the innovation of triathlon-specific running shoes. The Zoot Corporation is coming out with a triathlon-specific shoe design called the Ultraline. The Ultraline is being designed for the sport in the following ways. First of all, it will have a, a high tongue, uh, an integrated one-piece high tongue design and also a high heel design, making it easier to put on in transition. Uh, it also has a, an attached elastic uh, tension lace system it will include a no-seam slipper-like interior which promotes running without socks and also a, cha a channeling system to rid the shoes of water and perspiration. The shoes should be available in uh, 2008 and I will uh, have a link to uh, their the story and also a photo of, uh, of the shoes posted on my website at triboomer.com. Com. And now I'd like to highlight an upcoming race in Ontario, Canada. The Running from Cancer road race will take place on July 29th in Tecumseh, Ontario. They will feature a 5K, 10K, and half marathon, and a fun walk around the block. 
the proceeds from the race will go to support a cancer wing at a local hospital in and around uh, Tecumseh, Ontario. So if you are in that part of the world, say from Detroit to Windsor, uh, maybe even as far as uh, Toronto, I encourage you to uh, check out this race and participate as they are raising money for a great cause. Uh, you can also learn more about the race by going to runningfromcancer.com. And I will also include a link on my webpage. And with the continuing YouTubification of triathlon, I want to bring your attention to the latest addition to YouTube, the World Triathlon Corporation, which is the organization that, that puts together the World Championship in Hawaii every year has just come out with its own YouTube channel. Currently, there's about 15 videos there for you to watch, and we can anticipate to see more of the videos added as time goes by. You can check them out at youtube.com forward slash Ironman Triathlon. And yes, I'll also have a link. Okay, until that next time, train smart, eat smart, and as always, stay tuned. Aloha from Maui. All right, Tri-Boomer, excellent report as usual. You do a fantastic job. And uh, I've got some news. Oh. Tri-Boomer was thinking about a run for um, city council in Plano, Texas. That's right. He's not going to do it. Why not? Uh, yeah, it was the pictures from Wildfire West. <laughs> no, I think, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but I, I think the, um, I think uh between work and uh, training and stuff like that, I just felt like he, he didn't want to take on one more thing. So. Uh, but I, he had my vote. Yeah, definitely. Um, All of the promises he made for your uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you bribe somebody else. Uh, it's, uh, it's too bad. Um, oh, man. And what you, did you talk to your coach this week? I did, um, actually quite a few weeks ago, um, and uh, it was <laughs> supposed to go for one of our uh, previous shows heading up to Weba and, and all of this, but there may be one or two things, one or two references in there that maybe uh, don't quite match up anymore, but um, like for heading to Weba or whatever, I don't remember, but yeah, so definitely a very cool interview, so let's tune in. Okay. All right, here again with my coach, Mike Ricci. How are you doing today, Mike? Good, Iron Will. How are you? I'm, I'm doing really well. I survived the epic training weekend. So. Epic. That's a junior <laughs> epic. Oh, wow. Yeah, i I got to apologize here publicly um, on this show for all of the names I called you. That's okay. <laughs> I, I that. If you weren't calling me names, you're not doing the work on <laughs> Oh, it turned out to be a good day, so um, I'm glad you made me do My it. My goal is eventually to have, like, coach 100,000 people at once, and <laughs> if we can all say the same thing at once, Mike is an SOB. Mike is <laughs> great. You know, like one chance. There we go. Oh, all right. Um, well, I know maybe at least eight people will, <laughs> will or well, however many of us did it, like, <laughs> last weekend. We're probably uh, in on that chorus, but... Sure. Oh. <laughs> Hey, we're better for it, though. So um, today on Coach's Corner, we were going to get your take on speed work for the long course and uh, in training and why that's beneficial. Sure. Um, one of the things, you know, first of all, I like to do is, is define, you know, what speed work is. And for me, 
uh, I define speed work as short stuff, meaning anything from 20 seconds to 90 seconds. Some people may think of speed work as, you know, going to the track and doing mile repeats or doing, you know, um, 800s or something like that. But I tend to think it's 400 meters or shorter, something like a 90-second uh, repeat or shorter. And the, you know, the human body has two types of muscle fibers, fast twitch, slow twitch, and uh, at least in layman's terms. And when you look at a long-distance event, you know, you're using your uh, slow twitch muscles and they're firing for hours and hours and hours. But as they fatigue, what does your body rely on? And it relies on your fast twitch uh, fibers, even though they're going to be used in a slow twitch manner at the end of a race. So if you don't use your fast twitch fibers and do some sort of speed work, you're really, you know, once you fatigue at the end of a race, you're done. So you need something about, you know, to be uses a backup, and that is why I think it's important to use um, the fast twitch muscle fibers in training. So if I were to break it down by sport, and I would say, you know, let's take a look at the swim. I think you can swim 300, you can swim 500, you can swim 800. I think all that stuff's wonderful. And at the end of a workout, go out and do, you know, do 8 times 25 all out, um, you know, with, you know, 20, 30 seconds rest, whatever it takes you to recover from that. And that's a good form of speed work, as you know, as it as, as would be, you know, doing say a fifty really fast. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to like twenty five. I think that's just a good a good effort. Um, on the bike, you know, anything below ninety seconds, where you can either stand up for ninety seconds, you can sit for ninety seconds, you could do start out standing, go to sitting, you could start out sitting and go to standing. Any combination of those things where you're just firing the muscles at you know an effort where you're just like, holy crap. It's really hard. <laughs> not really. It's 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 um, the thing. The thing about it is, it, it's short enough that you get um, you don't get the muscle, uh, you know, lactic acid buildup, but in, and you don't damage the muscle long term. So if I said to you, okay, Iron Will, I want you to go ride two times twenty minutes as hard as you can. Well, the next day you're going to be pretty sore from that, you know, time trial. Yeah. Um, but if I said to you, go ride, you know, five times a minute as hard as you can, yeah, you think, well, that's going to be painful, but the next day you're not going to have the soreness because it's not the same type of fatigue. And it, it's a shorter-term, you know, uh, shorter-term exercise. So that, that would be my, my, my take on the biking, something really short and high intensity. And then the running, I like to do, you know, 20 to 30 seconds. I like 200s on the track. Um, even have people do, you know, eight times a minute, ten times a minute as fast as they can. Or we even have people do a minute on, minute off for 30 minutes. So they would actually do 15 minutes on and 15 minutes off is what it amounts to. And, you know, the speed for that, you know, that's like 5K pace or a little faster. So mm-hmm. you're just trying to recruit those, those fast switch muscles to, to fire and, um, you know, get them some use so when you actually need them in a long, long-distance race. And, uh, you know, hey, who knows if you're coming down the shoot in an Ironman and you need a sprint, you know, you got some <laughs> Well. Yeah, that'll come in handy for uh, the one-second situation that's going on between uh, Stu and um, Boulder and Boulder. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I can't tell you, but I have one of them doing more speed work than the other just for that situation. Oh. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> Some internal drama. Okay. Um, all right, well, thank you very much. I think a lot of people are probably going to get a lot out of that and uh uh, maybe next time we're out there going guts out, we won't be cussing quite so much. So. <laughs> All right, we'll appreciate your time. And uh, oh, once again, well. no problem. Uh, Mike Ritchie, go ahead and uh, give everybody your email address if they want to shoot you a question. Oh, sure, it's mike at d3multisport.com. 
Okay, and your website would then be um, written www.d3multisport.com. All right. Okay, thanks again. Have a great day. See you next time. Thanks. Mike is very good. He gives you a lot of individual attention, does he not? Yeah, definitely. Especially, um, at, uh, we did this, this uh, past, what, weekend or two, well, by the time the show comes out, a couple weekends ago. Right. Um, I, he took apart our swim soaks and put them completely back together again. And uh, so he's always emailing and checking on us and all that other kind of stuff, getting in our, in our faces and on our cases. So, <laughs> so what, what was your... Um what was your biggest problem with your swim stroke? Um, you know, I was... You can narrow it down to one thing. Yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know, ironically, I was trying to have a quicker turnover because I thought that's why my swimming was so slow. Um, so I would just, like, whip my arms around faster. Mm-hmm. And uh, he basically told me to go back to the stroke I did originally, which was, like, you know, kind of go out and stretch out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain over the over the um, airways, but yeah. Long, but I was long, like, long and make sure long you gliding pull, strokes. Pull yeah, through. yeah. And I wasn't doing that. I was like hitting the water and uh, just pushing immediately down and through. That's the kind of strokes I I do. And pushing down immediately through or long and long gliding strokes. Uh, well, then it has to be the right way. If the kahuna <laughs> does it, it's got to be that way. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, I thought that was funny that um, I'm all the way back where, you know, I was doing it right in the first place and then convinced myself it was all screwed up. And so mm-hmm. made quite the debacle of uh, my swim stroke and uh, now back starting at square one. <laughs> Very good. Um, where are we now? We're a little bit... Um, we're out of practice. Like, no, we're not. A, you know what it is? Is we've only gotten to practice the first like a third of the show before technology screwed us up. So now, <laughs> I, I swear to you, folks, that uh, this is close to our tenth time we try this goddamn. It show. literally is. We haven't had more trouble this time around here than um, the uh, original. Um, yeah, than our first show. Yeah, it, it only took us three times. Three times. Yeah, and now it's like ten times. Yeah. So it's the problem is technology's gotten really, really good, but it hasn't quite become flawless with. Um, um, with the systems and um, with the software and whatnot, so there's just like one little screw up messes you up. And we're trying to do this. I think we're the only um, partner podcast from two different states, so it's a little bit. Yeah, is that one? There's some girl podcast that's. There are two girls. Let's just think, say we're the best podcast. Yeah, there are no others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So um, we're gonna get hate mail for that. You know that, right? I, you know. Send it on. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for it. Um, oh, man. All so, right. So what, what else is going on? Um, I was going to ask you about your, um, tell tell the folks about your, uh, your, cur- your new fangled career stuff that you've got going on. Oh, you know, I think we have to wait one more, um, like maybe one more show and I can, I can discuss. Oh, okay. It's don't want to, don't want to jinx it. Yeah. I can't, I got to make sure it's okay with the bosses. But yeah, I do have a really cool new um, job and everybody can actually um, watch me do my job in some ways so um, it'll be speaking, fun speaking of watching um, we were supposed to have like a video a video yeah. section of our show and that's part that's still we're still working on that it's just the uh, again technology monkeys are uh, jumping up and down all over that but yeah it's got a um, where there's a will and a kahuna there's yeah, a yeah yeah we'll, we'll try to get it a ton it's, it's, I, I think one of the problems is we have we gotta get our. Um, we gotta get some incredibly high-powered computer.
computers that we don't have, and so and we don't have the money for. So I'm not quite yeah. sure when that's going to work. Um, but anyway, enough about our problems. Um, <laughs> I did go to. Uh, I just got back from Colorado. I went to um, Copper Mountain. I met Try Mama, Taconite Boy, tried. Greyhound, and um, and uh, Stronger. Oh, she's such a cutie. And uh, she's she's a doll, and she's um, and she's a stud. Oh my God, we we, we um, yeah, she's a bike fiend. We were yeah, we were swimming in the um, in the pool, and she's she's got like way better back muscles than I do. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Did you just acquiesce here? Yes, I did. Another swimmer being better than you? Yes, not not a better swimmer, but a bigger back muscles or more. You know where she gets all those though? Um, From From doing all that massage. She's a massage therapist, right? Yeah, she is. She is. Um, Yeah. So it was very cool. You know what? What? um, What I determined was, which is which um, is interesting. Very interesting to me is from from a uh, sociological point of view, if I can use that word in this podcast. Um, some of my best friends these days are people that are um, I met through the blogs, and you know I was sitting there on vacation. I was with you know, these people I didn't know from Adam, you know, a couple of years ago, and you know they're among my best friends. It, it was. Um, yeah, it's very, very interesting. I think it, I think there's an intimacy to blogging where you're maybe a little more real than you are in other places. Um, Which is ironic because it's like you have a you know made up name and a yeah, yeah, I know. But um, maybe that's why though. Maybe that's maybe that now we're gonna have our little cycle. We're gonna we should add that to the show. Psycho- psychological moment. <laughs> try try psych moment where you know we discuss the the of the triathlete brain, but you know what I mean? That, like, affords us the uh, the ability to open up a little bit because we have that, you know, that false barrier, protective layer or something. I don't know. I think it is, and it's, it's sort of counterintuitive and in, in, uh, in that the more you... I mean, you, you think kind of in your real life, the more real you are, the more, um, at least I do, the more uh, unlikable you'll be. And, you know, I think you find out... Through the through the blogs and whatnot, that that uh, people like you, they really really like you. I'm <laughs> good uh, enough. I'm smart enough. <laughs> yeah. Gosh darn it. So, um, <laughs> so it was kind of cool. So I had, a, I, had a, I had a good time. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, some people had some. Where were your pictures, by the way? Stronger had like some killer pictures, and so did, did she, uh, I. Gotta, I got to take him. Did, did she show the picture of me and with the rubber ducky? Has that been on the? No, I don't oh think that's boy. escaped to the internet yet. Wow, that's sounding uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, that's a very disturbing picture of me <laughs> in the pool with a rubber ducky. Um, oh, like a little my. float thingy. Um, oh, my yeah. gosh. I'm going to have to check that one out. Um, so, yeah, you know, I didn't, for some reason I didn't feel like taking pictures. I, I thought everybody was taking them, and um, so I just let them. Huh. Well, I got a new camera now, so next time I go somewhere, like with Leva last year, I brought a uh, a, a disposable camera, and there are all these like ridiculously awesome pictures on my blog that, of course, you know, my husband took. Right. His professional, you know, self. And um, so I got to Leva last year, and everybody's like giving me crap because they're like, all these pictures on your blog, and you bring a disposable camera? And I was like, hey, you wouldn't let me bring the good stuff, you know? So now I have a good camera, a nice, he picked it out, big, nice, disposable, not not disposable, rather. Um, digital. Yeah, digital. digital. 
Jim Phil had a touch. I don't even know. Don't make it disposable or he'll kill <laughs> No, so it's very cool. It takes, like, video and all kinds of stuff. So very excited to use that this weekend at Racine. Good, good. Yeah, we. Yeah, I got a new camera, too. I shouldn't admit that, but... Um, you did, and then you didn't use it? I had a new camera. It's got great... It has a video on and everything. Yeah, I didn't use it... Um, I'm not quite sure. I just felt like I was on vacation and I wanted to relax, you know. Oh, yeah. It, it's hard to it's hard to be the star of your own movie all the time, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to be. It, it's hard to be the kahuna. I can see the memoir now. Hey, I'm, it's hard <laughs> to be me. <laughs> it's hard to be him. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, I wanted to... Um, we're running way over time because we're going to do this really short, but um, I wanted to thank, and we'll... we'll go over some emails next uh, time, but we got some really nice emails from people who completed their first um, oh, yeah. uh, triathlon, who's had some amazing things happen to them. Um, a couple of donations have come in, which which will go right to our tri-scholarship, which we need to give out, um, but I just want to thank uh, thank everybody, because um, it's the only reason why we kept uh, persevering after uh, yeah. sixth or seventh false start on the show, so... Yeah, and so and you guys don't uh, don't lose faith. We've had, we've had a couple of people who I think have uh, have given up, and they <laughs> said, uh, you know, the podcast you used to do. Right. So, yeah, we will never die. But they so. don't. Uh, yeah, we, we we yeah. That's the other reason we're doing it, just to show them. Just to shut them up. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Just to uh, we're definitely uh, not checking out. Still too much to cover. Okay, well let's let's go to um, my favorite part part of the show, the um, coach's corner. Yeah. We already did that. No, we didn't. We did, didn't we? No. Are you sure? You are so out of practice. No, we've done, uh, we did, did I say Coach's Corner? I'm sorry, Try Life Lesson. I'm saying, who got to practice? Yeah. <laughs> it's time for this, yeah, Coach's Corner is not my favorite part of the show. Um, Try Life uh, Lesson is. Okay. And this is where uh, Iron Will mixes up, uh, or I said fuses together, not mixes up. Let's say fuses together the um, <laughs> sort of uh, the sport of triathlon and philosophy of life. And she's got one all ready for us. And let's take a listen. Alrighty. When I was five, my mother had very long dark hair down to her waist. She always wore it in a bun during the day to keep it out of her way, but as she ran alongside me, telling me that when I got the most scared, I should just keep pedaling, a few strands came loose and blew behind her. If you fall, you do. Everyone does, but you're only a few feet off the ground, see? It'll be okay. Are you ready? I nodded, and the world started moving by quite a bit more quickly. (laughs) Look straight ahead and keep looking straight ahead, even when it's scary. Never stop pedaling. Just keep pedaling. Keep pedaling. I don't remember ever crashing, though I'm sure I did. I only remember how it felt to fly like that. The wind on my face and the sound of her cheering behind me. You did it, baby, you did it! I forgot about this story until last night when I ran next to my daughter and heard my mother. If you fall, it's okay. You're just a couple feet off the ground, see? You'll be okay. Are you ready? And when she nodded, we moved the world. Look straight ahead and keep looking straight ahead, even when it's scary. Never stop pedaling. And when it's the scariest, just keep pedaling. Keep pedaling. I let go, and she flew. Mommy, I did it! You did it, baby, you did it! The day preceding this evening's flying lesson was a day like many I've had in my life. 
Not as world-moving as others, but somewhat. I was stressed and troubled by things that would not be painlessly resolved, and pondered the repercussions of taking a stand for what I knew was right. After all the day's events, I lay in bed and thought about how easy it is to get caught up in distraction and allow fear to cripple us, and about how if this happens, we crash. I thought about how sometimes we crash anyway, but perspective always puts us just a few feet off the ground. My mother taught me the only way to ever take off is to commit and go full speed, to look straight ahead even when it's scary, and when it's the scariest, to just keep pedaling. Excellent advice, Ironwell. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, boy, that's good. <laughs> good. I miss our show. I do, too. I'm glad we finally hooked up. And uh, next time we are going to have, like, some very cool new sound effects and uh, cutting-edge technology. So lots to look forward to and be excited about. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, well, why don't you say goodbye, and we'll get this thing in the can and get it out to the the masses. Sounds like a plan. All right, guys, until next time, this is Iron Will signing off. This is Iron Kahuna saying aloha and mahalo. And it's that time again for the business section of our show. Get Your Geek On is sponsored by BMC Bikes, Cyclops Power, Zip Speed Weaponry, Two Times U, Human Performance Multiplied, Noon Active Hydration, D3 Multisport, Colorado Multisport, Hammer Nutrition, Shoe Wallet, and Nepsa. For comments, suggestions, or sponsorship inquiries, or to submit a soundbite for the show, visit the sidebar of trygeekdreams.com or through th3wall.com for more information. Get Your Geek On is a production of Iron Geek New Media. And if you'd like a token of the Get Your Geek On show, visit getyourgeekon.spreadshirt.com for authentic logo apparel. And more importantly, if you want to uh, contribute to the show, um, especially to the Tri Scholarship, you can hit the PayPal button on either of our sites and make a donation, and that will go to a new um, or an athlete, triathlete to be. And now it's time for some of our more trying moments. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's go do that. <laughs> Leave that one in too. Uh, no, not so much. Um, <laughs> Um, okay, well, go sit down. Well, I know that's because you were going upstairs with a big tantrum. So go sit over there. Hey, are you gonna? Do you need to go? Well, who spilled that? Hey. Okay. Don't clean it up right now. Listen, listen. Hey, hey. I am trying to do my show here. So can you go? Lord, oh, you so need to go back up in your room. Go on. <laughs> She's six. Trying to, trying to be nice. Heading to Weber or whatever, I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, it's a very cool interview about, um, what is it about? Oh, no, no, you got to so redo that. <laughs> you know it.